Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that our friends at Outdoor Edge have partnered with some great brands to help bring your fall full circle with their field to freezer to fire giveaway. Here's how you enter. Go to their Facebook page and sign up to win some awesome prizes and packages from brands including Yeti, Weston, Bradley Smokers, and more. These are some awesome products that will help you process your game, keep your game in the freezer, and eventually cook it for your table. You have until January 15th to sign up, so take advantage of that. Outdoor Edge in the Field to Freezer to Fire giveaway. Go to their Facebook page and make it happen. And if you decide to purchase any products from the website, enter the discount code NATION30. That's the word NATION with the number 30 after that. No spaces, NATION30, and you will receive 30% off your purchase. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. With me today are the guys. What's up, Micah and Andrew? What's going on? Howdy. Uh, so today we're kind of going to do a 2020 recap. BS session. BS session about 2020. Um, this is the episode if everybody a few weeks ago was paying attention on social media. We uh, asked our listeners for some questions or comments. We're going to answer those. Yep. And um, then we're going to kind of talk about 2021. I like it. So uh, we'll, we'll just kind of do that. How's that I'll sound? Do, do it live. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about 2020 first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about how everybody's Man. seasons go, <laughs> which I mean, most like most 2020 of, in general or just hunting? Well, 2020, <laughs> that was a bad year for a lot of people. For me, it really, I, I wasn't affected. By 2020 too much, to be honest right. with you. I, you know, kept my job, stayed busy. It didn't affect us any. So, as far as... Yeah, that, honestly, the three of us, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, been all, very fortunate, very right, lucky. Yeah, we all kept a lot of working. people have been. Yeah, we all kept working. Um, I mean, I became a teacher. <laughs> oh, realized I can't teach my kids. My kids actually are walking around in circles now, stuttering. Like, you know, they just... Uh, I don't know what happened there. No, That's just, genetics. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it was actually a, a decent year. I mean, we started this podcast in 2020. Yeah, you know, got to do we had that. a lot of fun doing that. So, yep. so it's been pretty. What a bad year, really, for us. Yeah, yeah, but we understand that not everybody out there is the same, and some people got dealt a bad hand for sure. So, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no doubt. Hopefully, 2020 things turn around for you. 2021. 2021. Yeah. Okay, dude, it's gonna take me forever. I just got used to doing 2020 yeah. on, the, on my dates. <laughs> now I'm gonna do 2021. So we're uh, we're recording this on January 3rd. Yeah. Uh, it'll come out, I think, the 12th. Uh, we got one in front of it, but um, so I mean, Christmas is over, so that's nice. Thank goodness. Everybody have a fun Christmas. It was fine. I was on. I had the work pager, so I had to work. Yeah, actually, work. we were together Christmas Eve. Yeah, you had Christmas to leave. Eve. Yeah, I I had to, yeah, Christmas Eve, I had to leave. And then Christmas, we woke up, we did our thing, and then we were heading over. It was kind of funny. We were heading to my parents, and we were going to spend the rest of the day, 
the rest of the day there. And as soon as we pass my work, that my kids are like, oh, that's where daddy works. Are you working today? No. As <laughs> soon as we pass it, the phone rings. Hey, I need some propane. Okay. So we had to turn around. I had to go work Damn it, for a little Bobby. bit. Damn it, Bobby. Hank Hill takes no days off, boys. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we don't like people being cold, so we'll come take care of you. Don't worry Speaking about Speaking of which, so the three of us, we have a group text we do together, you know, about the show mm-hmm. and all this. Micah texted you and I a meme last week, was it? Oh, my it? God, it's gold. And I want to know how long you've been sitting on that meme. I don't know. I found a few different, like, either propane pages or King of the Hill pages. <laughs> and so I just save them periodically if I think they're a good one. You looking yeah. for your phone for that, Andy? Yeah, I was going to look up and read it, but I can't find my phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are talking about uh, Christmas. I'm going to find this meme because it was... It was one, I, you know, I've seen a lot of Hank Hill memes, right, before. And, it's a uh, classic. You know, it, it was it was a good one. Yeah. It was I get, quality. I get a good one in there every once in a while. Of course. Know, but, well, how was your Christmas, Andy? Anything it was good. Ex- Pretty quiet. Anything Nothing. crazy happen? Not really. Did you get? <laughs> I think you found it. I found <laughs> it. Everybody, imagine Hank Hill with his fist in the air like Superman. In the brightest day, in the blackest night, I'll tell you what. <laughs> That boy ain't right. Let those who worship charcoal's might be aware my power propane's light. <laughs> and mind you, he's in a Green Lantern costume holding up his freaking hand. I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, my Lord. I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, but no, it was good Christmas. It's quiet. You got a pretty sweet gift for Christmas, didn't you? Kind of. My wife let me buy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so she allowed you to buy exactly. your present. Those uh, are always nice. A Lucky Duck Revolt. I've been thinking about it. For a while, I had an old Icotech or whatever, and it only had like nine sounds. Like it had the the presets, presets. The button like for literally, this it was yeah. just buttons you could push. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, you guys all have different ones that uh, you know the Fox Pros and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I've been talking, I've been talking for over a year or something about you know looking into one. And uh, a lot of people recommended the Lucky Duck and uh, yeah. bought the Revolt, which is pretty sweet. Rotates has the uh, remote control controlled. Uh, Decoy. decoy. Like yep. it's all in one thing. And uh so far I've made twelve stands, called in eight coyotes with it. That's pretty good odds. I'll I'm, be honest with you, dude. I'm shooting myself in the foot right now because the tournament that we're recording this the third tournament's on the ninth coming up. I keep on I tell every time. Every time he sends us a picture of one, yep. I keep on saying, dude, we got tournaments coming up. Yep. You're gonna I'll probably see nothing. Uh <laughs> so which, I mean, those those are not cheap. But yeah. I will tell you this. So I, I uh well I wouldn't say I went cheap, but I I stopped by Bass Pro and bought my. Uh, I've got a Fox Pro. Eat the fusion? Not the fusion. It's a fusion. Damn, which and one what is, is it? it? It's it's right there. Interface. Ow. Is that what this is? Inferno. 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 Interface. I can't really see. Dude, close, it's, Micah. It's like thirty. <laughs> it's like twenty yards away. Yeah. So I got I got the Inferno, which does not come with a uh, the decoy. decoy. Yeah. And then my wife bought me the decoy for Christmas, which was another sixty-five bucks. Yep. Well, I really wanted to get the Shockwave, but. Bass Pro didn't have it that day, so I just said, yeah. I'm going to buy the... And that's why I was torn between the Shockwave or the Revolt. And, and, and I kind of had to talk with my wife as, okay, how serious are you going to be about coyote hunting? I'm like, if I get this, I'm going to be very serious. Yeah. And oh, so, so yeah. far, now I've went, she's like, how many times are you going to go now? You've been gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me. But and, no. and, I, and I like the Inferno. It's cool. It's, it is a little quiet, in my opinion. But like Heath was saying on mm-hmm. our episode with him, that doesn't. I mean, they're gonna hear it, right? As but long as it's. Not. I barely get mine above like fifty percent. Like really, I See, think it goes to thirty-two. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm usually around the 12 to 15 range. Right. See, that Inferno only goes to 20. Okay. And, you know, there's some calls I feel like I need to be at, like, 20. But uh, I don't ever go that high because I know they hear better than me. There's some on the call. Like, I know it's rabbit super loud. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of the rodent ones, the which birds. it makes sense. The birds are super quiet. And even at 32, I'm like, is this thing on? Like, what's... <laughs> right. Well... I don't know. Just try to use that situationally. I've been doing it. I Heath's deal has helped me a lot. Just listen to how he does it and watching his videos. I feel like I've learned a lot from him. And then right. I started watching even more. The, I watched the Lucky Duck channel. Then I just found one today, Tooth and Claw, which apparently I was in the dark on this one. It's Wired Outdoors. They have their own channel, Tooth and Claw. Oh, really? Yeah. I've learned I a lot from yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't heard about it. Nice. So, yeah. Well, and then, you know, I mean, hunting season. I mean, 2020 for me personally was one of those years I'm like this is going to this is going to go just like the year has gone for the world right mm-hmm. um elk season sucked for us uh, we've talked about it on the show before um you know Micah yourself and I and then the group had a bad first trip and then I went back um bad with you second. Andy and yep. your dad on a second trip which was actually probably worse than the first one mm-hmm. because of our travel problems I said truck problems but and then you know Whitetail season started off kind of rough, and then within like six days, I had <laughs> all changed for it. <laughs> so you well, had a, literally, it was six days. I I tagged out on on the bucks in Missouri. So you went from like downer Debbie. Like, I know that's how I am. Colin, what do I do? What I, do I do? do I can't I do find any day? bucks. Can't find any bucks. And then six days, he tags out. Tags on out on two nice ones. What can I say? <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Dog, what a light shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> but, no, it, yeah, you did have a good run there. I mean, and you just made some adjustments that you and Russell found, uh, you know, found where they were, made some timely camera checks and adjustments. and Made it work. It was honestly is it was, it was a matter of finding where they were running and taking advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. That's all there was to it on that yep. one. I mean, both of those bucks were running – when they were killed and uh so it was it was interesting this year because actually this is the first year in a while i've killed a buck that i would say well i guess i take that back my rifle in 18 was yeah, checking target. he was he was checking for does but with uh, especially with my bow it was the first one i've really killed that's been running usually mm-hmm. if I've, I've had them done right before that so it was it was kind of cool yeah all right you guys want to do some listener questions Might as well jump to it, yeah. Got quite a few of them. Um, So, first off, thanks to everybody for submitting questions, yeah, for engaging Uh, or uh, comments. It was there were some funny ones. It makes it fun. Yeah, Um, I didn't know what to think about this, and I was like, "What if we get like a hundred questions? This is going to be a three three week show." Only answer the ones we want to. Yeah, thank thank God no one listens to us, and we only got twelve questions. Right. <laughs> but, I wouldn't have said it like that. I would have said it like these are these are the ones that we've chosen to do. Oh yeah, okay. Now let me here, rewind that. You know, put it rewind. Yeah, we we actually got twelve hundred submissions, and we really had to. These, like, these are the ones that these. we picked. Yeah. So, um, and so we, I, let's let's back up. We do this because we enjoy it. Yeah. If anybody listens to us, great. If yeah. Not, if not, we're still having fun. Yeah, so we sure are. We appreciate the listeners we got, and uh, we appreciate the engagements. Want to go back to 2020 real quickly? Yeah. I mean, this has been great. This this, oh, this part of 2020 fun, is, man. you know, I think we're on our, this show will be like our 30, 30 seventh 
something like that. I could be wrong, but I think it's somewhere in there. And, you know, I mean, I've had fun on every single one. I mean, we've got to talk to people that we respect oh, yeah. uh, in this industry that we mm-hmm. never would have imagined talking to. Met new met, people we yeah, never would have met. We've met some awesome people. Learned things. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, we'll get into what we want to do in 2021 after we go through the listener questions. But I, that's been one of the best things about this year is interacting with uh, the yeah, people of our friends. state and, and the Midwest and the area. Yeah, so. it's been awesome. All right. Um, we'll do some general questions first. Um, so this one was from Clayton Graham. Uh, so thanks, Clayton. Actually, I think this might have been our first question, too. Um, he wants to know, what's the future of the MRAP program, uh, which is the Missouri Outdoor Recreational Program? Uh, is there expansion in 2021? What it looks like for landowners applying and hunters uh, or public use? Um, so for our listeners who might not know what the MRAP program is. And Andy. (laughs) (laughs) And Andy. Um, Like I said, it's the Missouri Outdoor Recreational Program. Um, What it it is pretty much is, and Nathan's going to get on and read it, but if you own property and you want people to have access to it, the conservation will pay you per acre. To use it kind of as public land. To use it as public land. Yeah, basically. And and you can choose what you want them to do on it there. You can say okay. like they can only fish archery only or they can fishing ar- spot yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It, it's pretty cool opportunity for, you know, if, you know, somebody has a farm up North that they don't get to visit much and yeah. they want to open it up to somebody that, you know, can do that. So. Yeah. And so basically what it is, is the MRAP, MRAP program real quickly for everybody is um, like Micah was saying, public access to, to privately owned land that's at least 40 acres. Mm-hmm. So essentially, uh, if, if there's somebody who owns at least 40 acres, they can allow the general public walk-in access yeah. um, to their land. And it can be for uh, all kinds of different reasons. All access for hunting and fishing, just archery hunting, just fishing, just small game, just wildlife viewing. Yeah, you kind of get to choose and you yeah. get paid based on what you allow i think it's yeah a, i think somewhere on here it said it was about 15 to 25 dollars an acre that you oh, can be like paid hunting lease yeah pretty much yeah but and the conservation pays for it yeah you don't pay you don't i mean we get it like if somebody's enrolled in it right we could just go use Everybody it like it would the, be public ground yeah. but the conservation what was it they get they had a grant of a million dollars i think a little over a million yeah, dollars for three years or so i can't remember what yeah but. and they that, and that was one of the deals you're supposed to – it's a three-year deal, yeah. three-year contract through them. Whether or not they expand it or not, they don't really get into it that much, so to be and honest. And it doesn't seem huge yet. For instance, no. uh, the two counties that – we live in Lafayette County, and then Jackson County is just to our west. Neither of these count, neither of our counties, based on the Missouri Department of Conservation's website, have, have any. any properties that are available in this program. Right. right. So, Clayton, you – gave us a great idea this would be a great idea for a show yeah, with somebody with the conservation department at some point in 2021 and we're going to try to do that and I, uh to kind of talk more about this This on top of my head i see limitations being okay you open it up to public land how are these people if they're respectful of it which i think 99 95 percent mm-hmm. of people will be it takes those one or two people mm-hmm. that leave trash daily make ruts they do whatever yeah. And that just runs it for everybody. Yeah, so, right. I mean, I think that's an awesome program that could be huge. Because I know out west, they do it all the time at public sure. land access. Sure, yeah, walk-in access. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it's it's big, and I think it'd be a great episode. It has think, yeah. it has yeah. the potential has potential to be, to be yeah. big. I don't, but like you said, it yep. it could take a few bad eggs to ruin it. But we don't know I mean, because here's the plus side I see to the landowner that would want you know potential lease, and I compare it to rental houses. You know, the, there's a lot of government rental houses. Uh-huh. They pay like clockwork. Yep, they don't have to worry time. about their check not being there. Yep, just similar to a hunting lease. You know, okay, they're going to farm the ground. Or a farmer, you know, in my mind, a farmer, going to farm it. Well, they don't. There's an extra twenty bucks an acre in income they can get that's going to be there like clockwork because it's, yeah, from the government. And there's incentives. So depending on what access you allow, you might get paid more or less. And if you do diff- different um, land improvement. The more you, you get paid. The more you get uh, from the, the state or the conservation department. Did, the it, program. did it say anything there about, uh, well, they call it sharecropping or whatever. Oh, or no. I, I, I mean, I didn't no. read all of that. So, okay. But like I said, I think having yeah. somebody that with yeah, the we'll, department would we'll be good. We'll get learn some more about that one. Good Great job, question, Clayton. Clayton. All right. Uh, let's start. Let's go to this next. This is funny. Um, how much time? <laughs> Submitted by a, a lady named Amy. I'm not sure who this is, but <laughs> how much time is too much time for a hunter to spend in the woods away from his family and wife? Dude. Submitted by Instagram user Amy, which is oddly enough the same name of my sister. Yeah, I got a wife named that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. Uh, how okay, let's, let's, it, it was Micah's wife. Yeah. Correct, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's not be it was it was it was a funny it was, it was it, a, didn't Hank kill his wife named Peggy. It was Peggy. <laughs> yeah. It was a funny que- uh you know, a funny question, but uh, we actually did think it would be kind of cool yeah, to answer talk. this. Uh so obviously there's no time too much to be in the woods, right? There's not. <laughs> but you do have to you have to prioritize. I put a lot of the eggs in the basket early season up until rifle season. Then once rifle season's over cuz I'm usually gone the first those two weekends and stuff. So I'm gone a lot. After that, that's when I start slowing down, not hunting as much, and spending more time with the family. I mean, I'm so. just to be real. I have an open conversation with Kate and try yeah. I try to be like, okay, this is how much I want to hunt. What can I hunt? What, what, what <laughs> would you like to see me do? Because yeah. if I don't do that, it's a big fight. Right. And if, if I feel like, you know, usually we get into a fight and I'm like, oh, crap, I need to stop and like, like okay. Here's what I want. What can I have? Right. <laughs> and it's a negotiation. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. how I do it. I mean, every year. Right now, I'm probably going to have to renegotiate because I've started coyote hunting more and more. Usually, it stops after deer season for me, and I coyote hunt here or there. Right. right. I got a new addiction. She's going to have to renegotiate. <laughs> We're Wait until he starts doing meth. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but um, I, I, it's a balancing act. Don't think I was on the table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, it's a balancing act, right? Right. I mean, I mean, especially for you, you got four kids. A lot of them are in sports. Yep. Yeah. So when you're gone, a lot of that gets pushed onto your wife, and yeah. she's a saint. And for I think all it's, that she does. I think Absolutely. it's, the, it's the same thing that it's Dan, the Humfeld side of the family. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dan Johnson talks about this. Is you know, my wife and I do a lot of give and take, right? I know when I'm about to take a lot during hunting season. And so I will, I'll pretty much do anything she wants me to do. I'll paint whatever bedroom she wants. I'll freaking put Christmas lights on the house, even though I hate it. You know, whatever she wants me to do, I pretty much do for her mm-hmm. because I know I'm about to take a lot, you know, at the same time. And yeah. so, you know, and at the, and 
I think it, it's also a matter of how long we're getting into like Dr. Phil shit right here, but <laughs> I was how good your relationship go really is, right? Right. Uh, at least I think I love my wife very much and we have a, a good marriage and we have no problem communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. So if she feels like I'm gone too much, she's gonna be like, hey, time to time to chill out. I think all yeah. of our wives are good about they'll, they'll check us. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's the and Walt Disney said it best and I it stuck with me. Walt Disney with Duckhorn Outdoors. With Duckhorn Outdoors Not Adventures. The Walt Disney, yeah. At Duckhorn Lodge. Uh but Walt in that podcast, honestly, I mean, the outdoors for each of us is a little bit of therapy. And I think all of our wives realize that when we start to get stressed, mine does for sure. I need to get out and go hunt. Right. Now I push that to some extremes. Sure. Um but there, it's good to be out there, but it's also good to keep your wife happy. So. Yeah, yeah. One th- and like I'll give you a little tip. One thing that we do that I've started to do better. We have a calendar that we write all the stuff that we got going. <laughs> so like we, I know we got hunt, these hunt, hunt. Well, pretty hunt. much. Like <laughs> I'd really like to hunt this day. I know nothing else is going on. Right. That way, it's on the calendar. She yeah. looks at that daily or whatever, so she knows. Hey, he's wanting to go hunting that day. It, it works. It's fine. So yeah. that helps out a lot. So it's whenever you spring those, hey, can I go away for a day or two? Do you mind if I go hunting? That's when, you know, yeah, things get. And I used to be gone both day and night. Now it's like, what if I hunt this morning? Yeah. And then I'll hunt the following day's afternoon. We'll figure out this here. Like yeah. Right. Planning, scheduling. Yeah. And, anyway. and everybody listening, once again, it's different. I mean, some of you don't have kids. All three of us have kids. Yeah. Um, so you got to deal with, okay, well, hey, I got to get the kids picked up today. I can't go hunting if I got to pick up my daughter and she's got practice and whatever yep. else. Or, mm-hmm. Every family situation is different. Yeah. And uh, to answer this question. Yeah. Amy, let the man go hunting. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, I will, I, hey, I'm going to defend you a little bit here, Micah. Okay, I love my sister, and I'm, I'm always going to mostly defend her over you. But <laughs> I will say, I hunt quite a bit more than you do. Yes, you do. And you get a hard time for hunting. So, I do. Amy, get, you know, be nice to him. Yeah. You know, he, he needs to hunt more. I know. <laughs> I, so. could, I could go off and be like, you know, I've been doing it since... I met you. Is this this isn't new. <laughs> right. It's not like it's a new thing. So, but no, it's fun. but it's one of them deals. Yeah, it's, you just gotta talk. You gotta work it out. Yeah, and the, for those guys, like you, everybody's been on those Facebook pages before or Instagram pages where they're like, you know, should I hunt or you know stay married? Oh, looks like you're looking for a divorce lawyer. <laughs> eh, that's not right. I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, it's one of them deals. I uh, <laughs> I, I, you, you gotta come. It's expensive. You need to think about your priorities a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think most of them are joking, but. Right. Um, and there's a lot of guys and, and gals out there that their spouse or a significant other hunts with them. Yep. And I mean, Micah, Amy's went, she used to go yeah, with you. But now it's hard just cause with the kids, kids you know, yeah. somebody's got to watch them. Yeah. But, and, and then but like, here, eventually those kids are going to go with you. We all know. I mean, right. Yeah. And, and Brindley does my yep. daughter, she's starting to go and she loves going. Yep. It's kind of hard for her to go in late season just cause right. cold and stuff like that. But they had sure. chase with him the other day. I mean, just yeah. those types of things. will start goes. to Sure. Yeah. Kate. But, you know, that's not the same for every couple. I mean, Kate and my wife, Rebecca, they don't hunt. Yeah. Right. And they have no desire to. I've asked Rebecca multiple times, you want to go with me? And she's like, not, not at all. Usually mine okay. looks outside and laughs at me because it's yeah. snowing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. All right. Yep. Uh, here's a good one. This was from my buddy Brian Houck, uh, a, a guest on a show uh, last week. Um, all right. So as host of the show. What are things we have learned during our conversations with guests that really opened our eyes, stuck with us, or changed our way of thinking about our particular topic? 
That's a that's a good one. Uh, who wants to start, Micah? You want to start? Yeah. What was I'll one start. of the, a show that stuck out to you? Probably the Nocturnal Bucks. And with okay. Josh Honeycutt. Yeah, with Josh Honeycutt. It was a really good episode, and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit how you could do things different as far as I mean, he relied a lot on trail cameras and trail cam place, mm-hmm. placement. He ran a lot more trail cameras, set them up, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, because most of the time, whenever you get that one picture of him at night, you're thinking, well, crap, can't kill him until he's a day, you right. know. But that's not always the case. Either you got to move in closer to the bedding or do something because they're going to move. So, yeah. you know, that, that was a big one for me. Yeah. Took a lot of information from that one. So, what about you guys? Mine, you want to go? Yeah, I can. Yeah, my, mine, I guess, is more close just because it's. I mean, we just had it, but mm-hmm. Heath Baker, I took a lot away from from the Predator Tactics ep- episode on calling coyotes and learning there, and also, I guess, to, to parlay that into the MDC, just learning about the animals and different things. Um, I've, I feel like I've learned a lot of information yeah. as far as like tactics and stuff. Heath, and then probably Scott Wilper too. Off the turkey hunting. Yeah. That, was, that was one of my favorite episodes still. Um, it was one of our first, I don't know, five, ten episodes. Something, like that, something yeah. like that, yeah. it was pretty early. But, uh, yeah, I would say just strategies. I, I love strategizing. I love trying to outsmart the animal. I don't know. That was good. didn't yeah. work during deer hunting. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> It did. I, yeah, it did. I just screwed up. <laughs> um, what about for me? Uh, mine's kind of more than one answer, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. But... A, a recent show we had was the one at Duck, Duckhorn Outdoors. Yeah. I I learned a lot about what they do for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing I've said that we want to do with this show is is highlight nonprofit organizations that help people in the outdoors. It's really cool to get to have known them yeah. and, and know what they do. Um, really through Movets Outdoors. Right. Who we also didn't know much about when we first started this podcast. And that's to be honest, before we went up there, I didn't know anything about duck corn, oh, I but didn't now yeah. I'm friends with them on Facebook. I follow them. The stuff they do is amazing. I didn't know there was a place out there doing that. Yeah. And yeah, so that's a good answer because I didn't know any of that either. And another thing I, I've, I have really, I guess you'd say opened my eyes since starting this podcast is how awesome the vast majority of the people are that are in the hunting industry. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, your quote st- unquote big names starting yeah. this. I mean, we're nobodies, dude. We started this, you know, when we, we had, I we, mean, that, that was a big question for us. We were super nervous about right. reaching, try, out. reaching out. Yeah. But everybody that we've reached out to, I mean, been, super you know, I'm thinking yeah. of like Greg from jury outdoors. Yep. Been terrific. I mean, I, we still text each other and, and he helped me, um, the night I shot my archery buck and I was worried about, I was on the phone with Greg that Talk night, you, you know, again. yeah, I mean, um, Ty with Heartland Bowhunter, some really big names in this industry have been really great yeah. to us. Um, Heath I mean, Baker, he's, you know, huge. Josh Honeycutt, Josh Honeycutt. Was another, so there's all kinds of people that it has surprised me how I guess open, mm-hmm. you know, they are to us, uh, and have been to us. Yeah, and we, have, we haven't run into a turd yet, so <laughs> not yet. I'm yeah. sure they're out there. They're oh, out there. Aaron but, with hunting public. Yeah. Literally. I, he just is like, yeah, when you want to do it. And the guy has yep. to be busier in hell. Right. You know, so we really appreciate uh, the, the people big. People put time aside to talk about the things they love. Yeah. And they're down to earth just like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a good question, Brian. Uh, all right. Let's get into um, some elk hunting stuff. How about that? There's a few elk questions on here. 
Uh, first one's more funny than anything, but I'm going <laughs> to uh, – another guy in the industry who's been great to us, Mark with Exo Mountain Gear. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. That's been a terrific – he's been one of our biggest he's supporters nice since we guy. started. Um, where were all the elk in Colorado this year? <laughs> they moved out. They're gone. <laughs> Weren't in our unit. <laughs> Anybody who is thinking about going to Colorado, don't. Yeah. All the elk have left. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. We did not see one. So, There's as far trips. as we're concerned, they don't exist. Um, but, yeah, Mark Mark knew about how we, <laughs> we had a rough season. So uh, and, and I think he kind of struggled a little bit out there, too. And so, it's just kind of more funny for any – more than yeah. anything. But I, I want to say up in smoke, but I feel like it's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> because of the fires? Yeah. <laughs> um, Serious situation, funny joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Here's another good one. Uh, Dane on Instagram. Dane, actually, we um, he's a, from Oak Grove. He grew up um, a couple years younger than us. Dane Sosby. Okay. So what's up, man? Um, what's one non-essential item of comfort we take while elk hunting that we don't necessarily need? Who wants to go first? I feel like there's a lot of things we take we don't necessarily need. Oh, sure. Need. The way we're hunting now, there's a lot of stuff we don't need. I mean, we could eat off our packs and, you know, but, you know, Camp off our packs, eat dried food, all that good jazz. But Let's just start with food then. I'm okay. going to answer fudge rounds. Oh, yeah, food, yeah. Fudge rounds. <laughs> I eat like four of those a day on the mountain. I eat gushers. <laughs> oh, those gushers. are essential, yeah. obviously. Yeah, see, but see, he said non-essential. Gushers are oh, essential. Oh, sorry, sorry. I said essential. Fudge rounds actually could be considered essential too. That puts me in a better mood if I'm in a bad mood. Those are definitely essential then because right, don't right. want that. Yeah. I would say that, I mean, obviously there's some food stuff there. Yeah, food. The way we cook and eat, we eat like kings yeah. out there. Albert takes. Is care Albert of considered an honest? Because that would be the one thing I want. Every you gotta year. do. You gotta he get you a father-in-law. Non-essentially essential. Yeah, you gotta get you a father-in-law who's a, a awesome person and also an awesome cook. Yeah, yeah. and convince him to go oak hunting with you for a week. With no, but don't go hunt. Just go out there to fix right. food for everybody else. Yeah, and he loves it. And he loves it. And we love him. And we think that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's some other stuff that really is not essential we take? I mean, on, on, honestly, the quads are not essential. I, they are, but they aren't. I mean, From where we no, go, they're pretty essential. For successfulness, yeah, I think they're yeah. essential. But if um, what I'm saying is... You could if, do it without them, yes. If you wanted Your to go elk hunting and you were by yourself or had a buddy, didn't have an ATV, right. that's not good. essential. Sure. You could you could still He's, do right. it. That would, just, that would change our game plan up, though. Sure. You know. But yeah, I get what you're saying. The camper, we don't sleep in the camper, but it's our kitchen. Yeah, we yeah. take a camper. We could do it in a tent. We yeah. don't. We take a generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got two trucks going, so we got a lot of extra space. Not a lot of extra space, but we take stuff because we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't rough it. No, we're like not that, yet. We're like that in between cabin and not considered. Ooh, I know a non-essential item: the little poop seat. That we use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we really need to upgrade. That thing was made for a child. Literally. It was for a child. <laughs> they got it out of a children's we have, hospital. <laughs> we have a stool. I have wide hips, man. <laughs> it's hard. The stool that we use as our bathroom. We dig a hole and put a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a, yeah, non-essentially, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't give it up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, for me, it's there's a lot of junk food I take. Junk food. Dane, that if we were backcountry hunting, we would have to switch the way we, we store our food because, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I 
for the most part, we come back to camp every night. And yep. so we have a, I can stuff my pack full of food and not right. worry about how much space it's taking up. Because right. I don't have to worry about three or four days of food. Because we got ten. I don't know. How many how many coolers do we take? Like ten coolers? Oh, yeah. Ungodly amount of coolers. Plenty of them. We have, you have yeah. Freezer. You know, all kinds of stuff. So We don't lack uh, what's it, amenities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, But that also puts us, not to go further down in the rabbit hole, it also puts us at a... I don't know. It limits our places where we could go. Right. Also. The way we hunt limits where we can go. Right. Well, the way we camp, I guess. Yeah. The way we camp. Uh, that so. leads into our next question that I'll ask. We are we're hunting this way because of the group we have right, right now. And we do not want to lose what we have until it's over. Does that make sense for everybody? Until someone listening? makes a decision on their own. Yeah. Right. We have, we have my father-in-law who's been yep. doing this for years. Andy's dad has been hunting for years. Really, kind of started it. I mean, he went out there twenty something years. years ago, and has not. He's missed one year in twenty something years of going to Colorado elk hunting. Yeah, he doesn't kill much, but he loves going. It's always a good time. So my point being, we're going to do this. Oh yeah. Until it doesn't happen anymore. Yep. So, which is interesting because our next question is from Operation Whitetail: Are we building? points for western hunts or will we continue our tradition with our otc colorado elk hunt well i just answered part of that we're always we're going to continue this tradition but may not be in the same spot (laughs) we uh it's it's interesting you asked this question operation whitetail because uh we just started having this conversation this year this year because we've had a rough couple two years or so um where we've typically gone so there's a few things that we're probably going to start doing moving forward in 2021 that honestly we should have already been doing in, in Colorado. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was definitely our mistake, and we yeah. We well, we got have. we got ha- we got spoiled with what we had been seeing Just every year, right? Yeah, comfortable doing it. So we should have been putting in for draw units in Colorado, gaining points in Colorado while over we're already counter. going anyway. Yeah. We had not been doing that. I think Andy, you might have a point, but that's about it. I have a, I have an elk point and a white or a mule deer point. And right I have now. zero. So we're gonna start putting in for draw units in Colorado. Um, we have haven't done our. We, we're actually scheduled to have a meeting with our group soon. Um, if if it were my vote, <laughs> we would also start putting in New Mexico as well because uh, New Mexico is a pure lottery. Um, right. Where you don't have to worry about having certain. Is that a party, party you, draw? Th- well, I'm still so doing research, but New I believe Mexico so. New Mexico and Arizona. One is party, one is not. New I Mexico don't remember which one is, which. I believe, but nobody needs to be taking our word for it because yeah. I've been doing just basic <laughs> state <laughs> Do stuff. Do your own research. <laughs> um, so, and then the other thing that I think I'm going to do and a few of us are going to do is start putting in for an, a third state that yeah. is a, um, a state. After. Yeah, one that we aren't going to be hunting in the next five years at least. Right. And I've narrowed it down personally between Wyoming and Arizona. Okay. And I, I would choose Wyoming personally. So right I would now. choose Arizona. Well, Arizona's got point creep. And the way, uh, once again, another buddy of ours, Chad Riker with Backcountry Rookies, um, was on the phone with me talking to me about this. And he just broke a chair. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Sorry. Not my chair. Sorry, it's a cheap chair. Um, I'm fat. Is, you know, Wyoming is just a, it'd be a little easier to deal with and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, once again, it's early in our decision making, but. Uh, 
I read an interesting deal in Wyoming, though. You cannot go into their uh, shit. Uh, Can't go into their shit, huh? I'll no, be not their shit. Um, what's it called? Uh, into their state? Wow. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is your story, bro. <laughs> wilderness, well, I'm sorry, wilderness areas. I completely like lost the words. Wilderness areas without a resident or guide. I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah, that's why I read that on Go Hunt. I'll be honest with you. Once we have our meeting, my plan is to actually physically reach out to each one of those states. Yeah. Um, I have no problem making the phone call and right. saying, hey, CPW <laughs> he'll or... Probably, he'll probably come away with five freaking points. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you know, meant to? Here's five um, points. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be using Go Hunt a lot, and I'm going right. to be using the different services, but also I like to say, day. hey, here's my question, Mr. Person. What's the answer? And so I can ask those questions. And my experience with CPW, which is Colorado Parks and Wildlife, they've always been really easy to deal with. Yeah, I think they're all going. And to be. I think you know, so it's just a matter of you know getting all that stuff putting the dialed time down. in and yeah. work into it. Yeah. So. All right. Great question. Uh, this one's kind of funny. So this one's from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation of Kansas and Missouri. Um, is Jason Phelps coming on your podcast? <laughs> um. So, for anybody doesn't know who Jason Phelps is, Jason Phelps is a uh, big-time elk, elk hunter. Yeah, you, you don't uh, know what you're doing if, you, <laughs> yeah. if you're not following Jason Phelps. Owns Phelps <laughs> Custom Game Calls. Uh, I might have said that wrong. but uh, So, funny enough, Micah just – Yeah, he, he did an Instagram question thing, and I was just – I saw it, and I was like, okay, I'll do this. And I just asked if he wanted to be on, and he responded. He said, yeah, so yeah. – Hopefully. It's in the works. So we haven't set anything up with Jason, but yeah. um, he obviously said uh, he'd be happy to, and we would love to have him on at some point. So he at least so. responded, so maybe he'll yeah. He'll, he'll do and it. he seems like a really cool guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a guy that we can hang out with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've Anytime I've actually said something to him or you know did something, he's always responded. So That's yeah. pretty cool. He's really down to earth. Great guy. All right. Uh, let's get into some quick deer hunting stuff. Um, they suck. Actually, it's just... <laughs> And it's about does, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, they both kind of are related. Uh, so our first one is from Colton Zirkel with Conservation Federation of Missouri. Okay. Uh, big supporter of ours. What's up, man? Shout out to Colton. Uh, late season bow hunting. Where can I catch a doe? Food. 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 Yep, that's what I was getting ready to say. If you can't get on the food, get in between them and the food. That's between bedding going, and food. Yeah, they're, they're going to food. They're moving, yeah. And the colder the day, the better, to, in my opinion. Yep. The they're early, they're more likely to be up on their feet earlier. Yep. So, uh, so find your. And once again, I mean, source. if you're in a if you're in a lot of um, timber, I mean, find the bedding area and get in between the bedding and what you think might be the food they're going to. Mm -hmm. I'm be real right now. You can see the trails. Yeah. Oh sure. Find a well. Worn trail and set up off wind or downwind of it, or yeah, they're they, gonna be there. They, they kind of get, I mean, they're, they're patternable, very patternable right now. Yeah, so uh, next What's one that? is also does from Stephen Jean. Um, is it possible to call a doe? Sure, I guess. I have, I'm no biologist, but I mean, we talked about, I guess, a little bit before the show, and I think you nailed it maybe early season. Nailed it, nailed it. I would say prior to the rut. Yeah. If you wanted, if you, now, Stephen, I personally would not attempt to call a doe. No, I wouldn't either. I would just try to find her travel area if you're after a certain one or whatever and get on her. Does are patternable. But if you're trying to call a doe, I'm guessing you could with either a doe bleed or a fawn bleed. 
at I some point. I see some type of like a lost fawn. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as the rut hits, you're not calling a doe, I would no. guess. No, I mean, they're gonna, I'm not a genius, but they don't want anything to do with a buck. Right. And they don't want to. They've already where kicked at. their fawns out most likely by then. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, if I was personally hunting a doe, specific doe or a group of does, I would not be using calling techniques. I would be Dreams. learning patterns, learning patterns, and trying to catch them when they're where they're moving. Yeah. But we're no biologists. We're not experts. We're also not experts. Yeah. yeah. Which is somebody just the way probably we tell us we're absolutely wrong. So could be. I've been called a blethering, blethering idiot before. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's those two. Now, Andy, some mm. coyote ones. Oh, boy. Uh, when ki- Okay, this one's from Nathan and Leisha Anderson. Um, when coyote hunting, and this is funny because I just had this happen yesterday. When coyote hunting, what are you guys, or Heath Baker, using to stay comfortable during setups? Uh, my legs seem to always fall asleep when sitting on the ground. Maybe I'm just getting old. Preach, you, preach, Nathan. We all are, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's uh, a little different, I think. Well, so go ahead. What do you use? So <laughs> typically I use, and it usually works fine for me, I usually carry a backpack with me. Yep. And then I've got, actually, it was left at our house when we bought it, an old boat um, foam seat. Oh, yeah. I stick it in my backpack, and I put it on the ground, and I sit on the damn ground. Um, now... I've been hunting this bobcat um, that I've talked about mm-hmm. missing a couple times. And yesterday I, I went with my son and we sat for about an hour and 45 minutes right. total by the time we got done, you know, setting up and, and calling and everything. By the time that was over, both my feet were, were asleep and hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't very comfortable. I also was sitting on a hill, so that didn't make it any easier for me. Yeah. Um, as soon as he asked this question, I thought exactly of what you're using. So, yeah, the, what I see a problem with what you're doing, and maybe he's doing the same thing, is just say, okay, you got your pad and for your your butt, but your legs are either sitting straight out in front right. of you, you have to support your back. Right. I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all, and there's a couple like different companies out there. I have the Alps, and I don't remember the name of it, but it's the, the turkey vest, but it has a kickstand with for legs. Mm-hmm. They also make a coyote edition of it that has more of a backpack. Mine has a vest. Um, my vest works great because I set my call in the vest part of it. And so when I walk in and out, I have my call sitting in that part. I get, you so know, you, you don't need a pack anymore. I don't, that need is a, your pack. I, it is my, it's my yeah. pack and my seat all at once. And I actually, I take it off once I get to where I'm sitting and I sit it down and that way I have a backrest. I can sit there and bend my knees and I don't have to have them straight out in front of me supporting myself. I don't have to hold myself up back wise. I don't have to find a tree to lean against. Opens up a lot of options for me. Yeah. Um, I hunt with a lot of people that take, uh, one of those, it's like a, I call them a beach chair, but they're made for turkey hunting or coyote hunting. It's a really low profile chair that your butt basically sits almost on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that helps because your legs are at a different angle and you're not, uh, you know, you can move them around and not let them fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, those are my suggestions. I really like my Alps deal. Yeah. My, and you and I were looking at those when we went to Rogers yeah. and, uh, what are they like? One hundred and ten bucks or something like that? You think? Well, okay. So I just I ca- looked them up online. The I caught day. mine on sale because mine is the NWTF, the National Wild Turkey Federation edition. Mine was like one hundred and twenty-five, 
I think if you buy like the new edition, it's yeah. like 170. I could okay. be wrong. So they're a little. Pr- I mean, they're, they're they're pricey, but I'll be honest with you, I use it for turkey hunting, use it for coyote hunting, multi-purpose. You know, so I use yeah. it more than a couple I mean, times you, a year. And you could use that for even deer hunting. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's, you set up in a fence row or something, and you got like, and like I said, I you don't have to have the vest on the whole time. I just open it up and let the vest part hang, and yeah. I still have a chair there with a pad. The pad I I noticed I hunted all day Saturday. And by the end of it, it was I need to put some memory foam in that pad or something. But uh, <laughs> um, but that's my suggestion. It's is called the Alps Outdoor Outdoor Enforcer. Enforcer. It's hundred and seventy bucks yeah. online. I yeah, know. That, Ten, Tenzing makes one, but that's like yeah. three hundred some odd dollars. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Calder has another one, and I can't remember the name of it, <clears throat> but I like it too because it has like a drawstring bag mm-hmm. in the back of it. I, gosh, I don't remember the name of what it is, but it has the same thing: kickstand with a cushion. So you're carrying your your pack and your seat in one one deal. You don't have to worry about ever yeah. forgetting something in the truck. I'm gonna try that sometime. Another thing I'm gonna try it. Are we're actually in a coyote tournament coming yep. up next weekend, uh, and we're gonna do multiple sits. And Micah has already mentioned what he doesn't like about it, but I'm gonna try it at least see what happens. Yeah. But I've got just a uh, a Baronet blinds blind seat. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I'll put it in my pack. Yep, it's not heavy. It's not big. I'll just put it sideways walk in it might be a little high sure but i'm gonna try it just see how i like it and see what it how it goes that's what i did before i got my pack and i did feel like i set pretty high yeah so i feel like it makes your profile bigger i have to tuck back in brush a little Little farther with that yeah Yeah. so as long as you're just conscientious of like where you're sitting i think you're fine but you're a shorter person anyway i am you don't have a very big profile yeah no (laughs) that's that's true i mean you're talking look andy sitting in that is a totally different looking i mean that's like two feet difference (laughs) okay chill out my god (laughs) but Uh, no and i mean i just use a turkey vest so kind of similar to his mine just doesn't have the and honestly i've got a turkey vest dude that I ended up ripping the seat out of. Really? And I, I actually, that's what Chase sat on is yeah. that seat because it's a cheap Walmart, nothing wrong with Walmart, but Walmart turkey yeah. vest that if you put something in a pocket, you better be ready to check it every 20 seconds because yeah, it's going to fall, fall out. out. Gotcha. Um, and so I just started doing that. is the only thing. You had to find a tree. Yeah, that's what sucks yeah, about it. It's the only thing for you. Uh, to where I, mine has opened up because I like coyote hunting and a lot of uh, – grassier a little bit open mm-hmm. like pasture area no, makes sense i'm definitely gonna get one it's pretty sweet so shout out to alps yep shout. uh all right this one is from kings of calling on instagram gotcha uh so coyote calling thing oh boy what is the goal or number of coyote kills in 2020 for 2021 for each of us uh and i replied to them real quick they're gonna be disappointed because we are not heath baker Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, we don't have. The, I'll, I'll let Andy go last because I already know you're you're ahead of us. Yeah, you're keeping track already. Uh, You've first gone. year I have really kept yeah. track, but yeah, I don't. I, so Kings of Calling, I told you'd be uh, disappointed. I don't care. No. I we don't get to coyote hunt every day. I'll probably do three tournaments and hopefully go some more. But you know, we don't do it a lot, or I get to do it a lot. Um, you know, I would like to kill as many as possible. You know, honestly, uh, last year I missed missed one with during a tournament. Uh, missed a couple actually, so I would prefer to not do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have no idea. My number right now at on this year is one, two, <laughs> two. And those were both of a bow during deer season. <laughs> so uh, I mean, did I? Kill? I don't think I've killed any yet this year. 
But my goal, and it's kind of a group goal. And we say uh, this year, we're kind of talking about this hunting season. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm thinking like October or September through. That's what I consider this year. When you're no, saying okay, this year. I got you. I got you. Um, I want to okay, okay. win every tournament that we enter. Once again. Goal number one. Huh? Ooh. <laughs> what, I, I hear a bet coming on. Yeah. want to win every tournament. That we go in, so that's a group thing. And then personally, now that they opened up that night, I'm going to put a high number, and I'd like to at least kill 20 coyotes this year. So you're going to do feel, some night stuff, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, got, try I, I tried my light out the other day. So. I'm just not sure I'm going to try I probably will try it once or twice. I'm yeah, not going to go it. like crazy this year because I like calling them during the day. No, I totally get oh, that, I, too. I get but it. I think, I, it's I, be I think I would enjoy going I'm at night, though, it. with a shotgun for sure. Just I yeah. would like to see how close you can get to one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way that Heath made it sound this year should be r- pretty easy for us. I mean, I don't know that right. we haven't done it. We'll try it. Never done it before at night, so give it or go. Yeah, yeah. I'm Andrew. gonna I'm gonna say so. Right now, I'm at seven, and that's from like the start of deer season to now. Uh, so like September fifteenth to now, I guess. Um, I never kept track before, but I want to realistically go two hundred. I was gonna say thirty, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get to 30, and I like I said, I'm at 7. I don't know. It's not a very – I guess I feel like that could be obtained. It's a reasonable goal, realistic, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kings of Calling, you guys are asking for 2021. You know, me personally, I I do enjoy coyote hunting, but typically uh, June hits or May hits, you mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm out of that mode, you know. Now, after talking to Heath on our show with him, he really enjoys summer right. hunting now, them. Maybe, maybe we try it some sometimes. Now, but. my my goal is basically through like the end of March. Like that, I want to kill thirty coyotes by the end of March, and I don't know if realistic or not. Whatever, ten coyotes a month, basically, uh, is what I'd like to do. Now, I have a different goal also, though. I want to try to be successful. At a third of my or successful in calling in a coyote at a third of my stands, I feel like that's a pretty high number. Like just talking and like I'm on a bunch of like the Facebook forums and stuff. Right now, um, I'm eight for twelve, which is ridiculous numbers. But I'm counting doubles that come in, right? Uh-huh. Um, so that counts as two. Where once so I could be I can easily be two for one on a stand. I want to see a, th- a third of coyotes that I call stands. So if right. I you know call a hundred stands, I want to see thirty three coyotes. Is what my actual goal is for twenty twenty one. Gotcha. Uh, and that's a good goal. I mean, um, I have no idea if it's going to work or not. Hopefully, it does. We'll find out. Um, all right. Last question uh, from Texas County Outdoors. What's up, man? Um, do we think a hog season is in the works for Missouri in the future? I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't. I don't. The way that they got it now, and I get what he's going with. Down south, they made it where you cannot hunt. Well, all Missouri's that way. Yeah. Well, where they main, have the actual problems, they're mainly down south. The hog, yeah. But uh, down south, they made it where you can't hunt on public ground for hogs. Right. And the reason they did that, from my understanding, is they wanted to make it where it would they could start trapping them. And then they think it's going to be harder for them to trap them when you got hunters going after them. Right. Well, the theory. Do I agree with it? Mm, I don't know. 
I don't know if that. If I'm not mistaken, when you shoot them, their thing was that they spread out farther than they multiplied and they spread right, out right, farther. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, I don't know. But There's a lot if, of back and forth whether it works, trapping works or not. Right. Because, I mean, you're obviously, if you got a good trap, I mean, you can you can trap 30, 30 pigs or whatever, you right. know. So I don't have the numbers to see what's actually being done down there. I don't think in the next five years you're going to see it. Maybe, maybe 10, 15 well, years honest, down the road. To be honest, I don't want I don't want a hog population here. No, I know no, a lot no. of farmers, right? I know, and, and it's just not they're not good. Yeah. Would I like to go hunt hogs? Absolutely, right? You know, I'll if, gladly shoot them. If somebody said, and if you guys ever listen to Meat Eater and any, he always asks that question: If you could snap your fingers and they go away, would you do it? I probably wouldn't. I mean, that, I mean, but you know, that's just me. A far, age farmer, I know right. he'd probably yeah, get rid of them, and I understand that too. Right. So. They're going to try to do their best to keep them where they're at and get them out of there anyways. So yeah. if they're having success doing that, I don't think they're going to open up a you Quote know, unquote, yeah, season. season. I still you, shoot. I mean, on you your own still, property, you shoot on yeah, site. Yeah, shoot on site, and I think you should. Yep. Yeah, and I've, I've thought about it less just because, I mean, this question came from our buddies at Texas County Outdoors. Right. Um, seems like a cool guy. They got more problems down there. He's down south. You know, we don't have hogs um, up here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys talk about that while I was gone we for did. two seconds? We kind of mentioned that okay. down yeah. south is, yeah. Yeah, it's more down south. Um, Nate yeah. had to step out of the I had room to step for out for seconds, two seconds, guys, so yeah. uh, sorry about that. Um, so anyway, those are listener questions. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Thank you to everybody. Well, what? Yeah, we had one more that you're not going to put on the list, and I'm a little disappointed. I like a good argument. What? And I believe Russell asked. Oh, yeah. What did Russell ask? Russell, I just like a good argument. Hold on. I might I'll, lose I'll, it. I'll get it. Russell asked, "Who is the uh, best who shot? Who is the best shot, archery and rifle, under pressure between the, each of us?" And it might have been worded a little different, but that was the question. Yeah. Now, are we talking about three D? Are we talking about just in under general? pressure? Under pressure? So under you, pressure I mean, in general, depending on what which. So that I mean, what's 3D? your definition of pressure? I mean, is sure. it a big yeah. buck standing in front of you, or is it three D archery? We're all standing there watching you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all have our strengths. Yeah. Let's talk about archery first, because he did say archery. Let's, let's go archery. Let's, let's settle that. I think one. we all have our, our strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel pretty decent under pressure. With I'll, a be, bow. I'll be honest. I mean, I'll go ahead and I think Nathan's probably the best crack shot out of, out of that. I'll when always, down, I'll always say myself, but I think I'll lose that hey, one hey, just because I'm, of. I'm just going to say. I don't have the resume to back it up <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> and I'm just going to say the one, and this is friendly. The one time you were beating me in a 3D tournament, oh my you, lord! You felt the pressure of me coming from behind, mm-hmm. and you purposely broke your bow. Yeah, I, I did that just so you didn't have to lose again. I just snapped it. I was you so snapped mad. it in half. Yeah, everybody was there. Everybody watched you. Hit, yeah. You break your your limbs. Am, am I right? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody remembers that that was the well, tur- the what was like the know, very beginning right of the, the, the back half, and. Uh, yeah, we we were doing the Marshall Bud shoot and yeah. you broke your limbs. Uh, Cracked a limb. It was that, I, I like to think I'm just consistent. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. That was my answer for Micah. Was Micah is like steady Eddie, man. He may not be the best, but don't count him out yeah, on just, either I'm, category. I'm but the, but the question was the best. The yeah. best. <laughs> now no, I just want to tell I myself would, I'm better. But again, I, I wish Russell was Russell was here. Russell's not considering this conversation. I know, but he was the one who brought up the question. He's a great like what his answer would be. Yeah, what he, how well, he, he thinks no, he fits. In he that. gets on himself because he feels like he fl- gets flustered at times. He gets on his his. No, uh, Russell's not. It's between us three. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not concerned with Russell because I, I don't want to lose to him in the, yeah. the rifle category. 
Now, I will say this. I, I will say this, though. I think each of us are, are good archery shots. I, w- I wouldn't say we're bad. Um, I, I'd throw my ring, my name in the hat, but since I did not kill the buck I shot with my bow, I feel like I can't. So I feel like Nate takes it without an argument on this one. I mean, I've never – you know, Mike has always been a good shot, too. I mean, we, we all have our Mike, days. But, but it's, it's not necessarily the – it's a lack of resume for the argument, in my opinion. Right. Just because Micah doesn't have a recent story, really, since I've been hunting with him. He's killed some does and stuff, but yeah, the, I haven't the had pressure, the, under pressure. I mean, the last big archery buck okay. I killed was... So, if we're going to if we're gonna talk about under pressure, though, yep. the I don't know why the hell we're getting this detailed about <laughs> it. Thanks a lot, Russell. <laughs> um, technically, the buck I killed with my bow this year... It was a bad shot. It wasn't it wasn't a bad shot. He's dead. I had to go get him the next day. But I I had to let him sit overnight. I hit him back. Yep. Yeah, but so that would be a Now, I will say I knew exactly what I did. You know, a lot of people they're so freaked out that they don't All know right. what happened. I knew what happened. I I knew I hit him back. But just cuz you technically, know it make it a good shot. Technically it wasn't a great shot. It was it was a little back. Well, he was moving too. He, he was, was moving. Walking, so yeah. So, so a lot of times you, know, you never pra- know. We don't practice that shot very often, <laughs> but, you know. But by default, I feel like you might win that category. All right. I feel like I'm getting better with my rifle. Are we in the rifle now? I'm wearing the rifle now just because I might have a chance of winning that. I, I definitely will not be talking about myself in this category because I don't shoot a <laughs> rifle very often. I mean, <laughs> yeah. none of us really have. Yeah, we're like not. Said, none I, of us are big rifle guys. Right. I've, but, I've started to. Yeah. Actually, if you check on our uh, Facebook page, I just shot a couple coyotes last night. Uh, I feel like I'm getting better at it. I used to not you know, yeah, be right. whatever. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it has to do with the equipment. Now, I also think if we include Russell in this conversation, the, oh, that he's rifle, hands down on that the, the rifle category gets uh, pretty lopsided there. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a crack shot for yeah. sure. Yeah. When but, it comes to the pressure, I don't know. Uh, I mean – that's like we're just talk- yeah, if we're just talking about target shooting, yeah, Russell's got us probably. Yeah, target shooting. I throw Pat's name in there. Uh, Is he pretty good? I have never seen Pat shoot, yeah, so I don't know. Him. Never seen Pat him shoot. went from and, I, and sorry, Pat, but Pat went from probably the worst one of us to he practiced two years ago more than I've ever probably shot a bow, and I felt like he's probably one of the best ones of us now. I don't know that last. Are we back on archery? If, yeah. we're ta- if we're talking archery, I don't know, man. He kind of fell apart. I mean, I hate to talk crap when he's not here. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> that's that, true. That, that, that last that one, we, me, you, me, Pat, and Nathan went on a uh, 3D shoot. He kind of fell apart there. He the literally end. threw his bow <laughs> towards the end. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> got a little upset. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. That was an old bow. That was the bear that he got. Oh rid of. Yeah, yeah. I hate to talk crap on you, Pat. I know you're I not here. Since, Can't since, defend yourself since, since the BXR. Uh, VXR, I feel I've like always thought Pat out. was a good shot, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's always been pretty yeah. consistent, too. Yeah. I just had to bring that one up for fun. No, okay. I've, I've so. always thought he was a good shot. and I, I will say we all have, you know, our, our good days. and yeah. We don't do, like, that much 3D. Uh, well, we well, normally we do. Together. Last year sucked. We all piecemeal them in. Right. Yeah. Well, in COVID, COVID, you know, we didn't get to do a lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's one of them deals. I think we all have our strengths and um, – I think none of us are bad, that's for sure. All right. Eh. <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, that was a good fun one though. Um all right, so thanks to everybody. Yes. Uh who submitted questions. We thanks appreciate for the engagement. it. Uh two thousand twenty one. What are we gonna do? Kill stuff. Kill <laughs> shit. <laughs> Kill stuff, catch stuff. Yeah. You know. Um honestly, I think for the listeners looking forward to two thousand twenty one. 
Um, we're going to keep trying to be as, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Inclusive? Uh, I guess. No, no, um, no, no, wrong one. We're going to try to, you know, cover as many different topics as we can on this show. Oh, um, yeah. We want to try to. That's one thing I want to do is I want to do something I haven't done in Missouri Outdoors this year. Yeah, yeah. And talk about it, right? Like, we are always going to talk about deer hunting. We're always going to talk about our going west and elk hunting because that's what we do. We're always going to talk about predator stuff because we enjoy yep. doing it. We want to, to discuss other topics. I'd like to go smallmouth fishing this year. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that when yep. we first started this whole thing. I want to go white bass fishing. There you go. Yeah. Or is that the, the striped bass? I want to yeah, striped bass. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yes. Striped bass. Yeah. Um, that's way You know, south. we're going to keep trying to do that stuff. Um, keep talking. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> side conversation you're gonna talk today hey, um, no. okay. so we'll talk uh we'll talk about different stuff hopefully yeah. yeah and um you know i think we did a good job of this year and we're gonna keep trying to just talk about different things uh oh. some categories we miss but it's so hard to get it all and get qual. i mean not say quality scheduling but scheduling yeah. and then times of year and everything but yeah. uh, and another thing listeners if um you have a topic that you want us to talk about and you have an idea, reach out to us oh, and yeah. tell us about it. doesn't mean we're going to actually do it. I mean, <laughs> we will if we can, right. uh, you know, based on time of year and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, Clayton's question about the MRAP program. Yep. We're, we're going to attempt to do a show on that this year. Yeah. And um, so, you know, reach out to us and ask us, you know, about doing a show, and we'll try to do it if we can. So, um, you know, I'd like to do more waterfowl stuff than we did this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt like <laughs> – it's it's kind of in the middle of deer season, and then so we we talk about deer because that's what we do, and then next thing you know, it's January. None of us it? are big duck hunters or you know geese hunters, so it's not something that's on top of mind. But we like we we've all said we need to be better about doing some other stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, and then as far as hunting goes, we're just going to keep doing what we've always done. Um, we're probably we're going to go out west again, most likely. Hopefully, all of us it depends. Yeah. Um, and. We will uh, keep going after those those pesky deer too. That's yeah. right. Um, anyway, hope everybody had fun with basically a BS session. Yep. yep. Um, we kind of wanted to kind of recap our year, talk about um, things coming up. Thought it'd be fun to do the listener questions too. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, just gives you an idea of kind of. Yeah, we'll probably do that again. What we think about stuff um, doesn't mean anything we answered was correct, but. Um, so thanks to everybody that submitted questions. Um, had a fun 2020 with you two guys. Yep. Hopefully we'll keep going uh, 2021. Absolutely. That's right. All right. You guys got anything else, and then we'll hop off. I think that's it. Appreciate the questions. Keep yep. them coming. Let's do it. All right. See you guys later.